to the Redbeard Ventures Summit, and uh, welcome to the Impact of ZK Proofs in Emerging Ventures panel. And uh, thank you for joining. And just uh, to give everyone a little bit of context, uh, we are talking with uh, some founders from companies that are leveraging ZK Proofs uh, in their business uh, that are actually in our uh, in our portfolio, uh, and we're part of the accelerator with uh, Outlier Ventures uh, that we partnered with for their uh, zero knowledge proof. Uh, uh, I believe it was called Boot Camp. Um, we are uh, oh, and for viewers that are unfamiliar, uh, we uh, a zero knowledge proof is in cryptography. It is a uh, type of encryption uh, wherein uh, you can perform certain checks without revealing any information. For example, uh, if you were to have an encrypted, say, you know, bank account, you could request, you know, is the balance over a certain amount? And instead of returning to you the actual numerical balance, it, it can it is possible to return just a yes or a no without any, uh, without necessarily any uh, any information being sent or received. Uh, first, let, we will introduce uh, we will introduce the uh, panelists that we have now, and uh, possibly later we will be uh, having another join in. Uh, first, uh, let us talk to uh, Tatiana Yakushina. Yaku Yaku I'm so sorry. I swear to God, I, pr I, I practiced it. I practiced it in my head, so I didn't do that exact thing. Uh, but if we could, uh, Tatiana, if you'd like to introduce yourself and V Self as well. Yeah, hello everyone. Thanks for the introduction. I was tricky with this Slavic and Russian surnames. I'm the founder and CEO of VSAL, which is community service platform. And in our case, we use Web3 to leverage it for automation of loyalty, uh, gamification, and social media marketing for various brands from Web3 natives to e-commerce, travel space, and everyone who is really community driven. Very good, thank you. And uh, Esther, if you will. Yeah, so we started looking at um, ZK um, around education data um, to look at, obviously, if information is stored on chain, it is by nature a publicly available ledger. There is some information that you need to protect uh, around privacy and, and where we actually found a really strong use case uh, was around healthcare data, um, which represents uh, the single most hacked uh, set of data uh, consecutively for the last 15 years. Um, and this is where uh, tools like ZK become really valuable. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. And uh, Anupam, if you'd like to just introduce yourself and your company just real quick before we dive in. Yeah, sure. Thanks for joining uh, late, by the way, guys. So I'm Anupam, CTO of Truffles. Uh, we do payments on chain for real world businesses and crypto businesses and are also coming up with our own secondary market on RWAs. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So let's dive in with a quick bit, uh, just a, a simple early question. Uh, so everyone here knows, you know, is, is, is quite familiar with uh, zero knowledge proofs. Where, where do you see the, or, or where did you see the, the most valuable uh, part of that? Like, where did you see, uh, where did you see how this could, uh, this could improve businesses and operations and systems all around the world. Uh, let's start with um, uh, Esther, if you will. 
so following on, um, if, as I said, with any any information stored on chain at the moment, um, it is publicly accessible. So um, if you don't want all of your information constantly available, um, what do you do about that? Um, and for us, we looked at two use cases, um, education data um, being the first one, so your skills, your credentials. Um, you may want to share some of that information uh, with a future employer um, or you know future education institute, or you may want to redact some of it. Um, and, and pull it back and it's ZK gives you the ability to do that. Um, for us, as I say, um, a much more uh, urgent use case um, is around healthcare data. Um, so we started to focus um, very heavily on um, climate migration um, and the need to have a, a rapid solution um, to uh, healthcare data um, at the point of emergency. Very cool, very cool. Um, Tatiana, how is VSELF using uh, utilizing zero knowledge proofs, or where's the what's the where's the value being added by by utilizing? Well, here I second on what uh, uh, Esther was saying about privacy, and we're in the same vertical in this regard because there are a lot of conversation about using Web three in the broader spectrum and kind of. Uh, utilizing it for different campaigns. We heard about like Starbucks Odyssey program, we heard about Nike, but then we come to the issue that the data is on chain and it's either on the totally private blockchain, which is not what we're kind of talking about in Web3 space, or we need to use some extra tooling and ZK comes very handy over there. One of the things we're looking into right now is ZK for authorization, just at least to disconnect any identifiable information about the customer from everything that we get on chain. And I think next generation is going to be something related to ZK for machine learning to be able to privately analyze the data being created without, again, violation, everything that we were criticizing in Web 2 and saying that Web 3 is going to solve. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Anupam, how is, how is uh, Truffles utilizing zero knowledge proofs? I mean, from the beginning, it has been like one of our core components, you know, around securing this financial data that we're constantly touching because we essentially mint, you know, invoices on chain. So again, real world assets. Now you don't want, you know, which actor did this payment as part of the origination process, which we are seeing value now. So when we started out, it was just like a simple, you know, proving mechanism that, yes, I have used these banking rails to do this transaction. You know, and we start off with a Merkle proof and now we are open sourcing actually our code, uh, so that anyone can look at the proving mechanism that we have instituted, which is off-chain, where you could again, you know, validate these transactions which are made in fiat or crypto uh, through Truffles invoices, which are currently minted and live. So what we see moving forward is that a lot of these ZK angles could be used towards building better bridges. Of course, you know, you have the Polygon ZK bridge, which is like a really good bridge design. At the same time, it comes to like real applications, just to back Tatiana and Esther's point. Identity is something that we are heavily seeing, you know, as a prime focus in building financial applications that uh, you have to verify user identity on chain, but you cannot reveal, you know, what they are, you know, in real world, you know, or any other credentials as such. And in the real world, you have these policies like GDPR, which are followed extensively by KYC providers. But through a simple CK, uh, you know, uh, based identity layer, it's as easy as, you know, complying to the regulation and letting the identity be stored at, uh, let's say, a Web2 layer, you know, with your KYC provider but you still get your proving done, you know, the data accessibility on chain. And uh, you can just build cool financial stuff is what we feel ZK can have. Yeah. Very true, very true. And um, you actually are sort of uh, uh, led me into uh, another point that I wanted to bring up. 
which is, you know, obviously for a lot of us that as your knowledge proves, uh, the biggest value add is that privacy is that ability to have, you know, uh, the, the GDPR data, especially the, uh, uh, be, uh, be, be in an acceptable form and ZK proofs are one of them. Um, but I was wondering about the, uh, about your opinions with, uh, you know, there are, uh, there are other certain cryptographic primitives that, uh, that do similar things and they have drawbacks, but you know, they might have benefits for example, zero knowledge proofs are very memory intensive, mm. uh, like uh, whereas something like, as you mentioned, a Merkle tree is is much less intensive, but doesn't have as much uh, uh, abilities. Um, yeah. I was wondering, is there uh, are there other uh, are there other cryptographic primitives uh, that uh, any any of us here have uh, are familiar with that uh, that offer similar benefits to zero knowledge proofs, but uh, you know might either have an upside in you know perhaps they are more. Uh, uh, you know, less memory intensive, or perhaps they uh, uh, are, you know, another thing people bring up zero knowledge proofs for is their quantum resistance in certain in yeah. certain situations. Like I believe that was a big driver for the uh, uh, polygon uh, ZK layer two that I think you mentioned. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but uh, where do you see like the role of uh, zero knowledge proofs compared to things like, you know, something more simple like mm -hmm. a Merkle tree or perhaps something more, cutting edge, like uh, fully homomorphic encryption. Right. So, you know, these encryption standards are not like new, you know, they were always there. I think in ZK yeah. as well, the start versus snark debate, I think you, we all know, you know, that something leads to a predecessor and then, you know, people just open source it, keep iterating it. So I think we're in a very similar uh, uh, space today, you know, where homomorphic encryption and other things are starting to being like more and more accessible. And one more interesting uh, thing that I've noticed overall in the infra space is that as our blockchain infrastructure matures, the level of computation that you could do through, let's say, like new data availability layers, you know, or using a rollups, for instance, um, your immediate, you know, uh, ZK, you know, footprint increases because now you could actually create your own L3 or L2. I think uh, ZK Sync Hyperchain is a very fantastic design, you know, if I can mm -hmm. talk all day about it. Right, but you could, you know, essentially, uh, extensively have like, you know, ZK verified contracts, for instance, if you are now having your own L3 or L2, you know, and those have like bytecode compatibility, right? So encryption uh, is something that, you know, now you can either choose, do you want to build in, in like, you know, your rollup layer, or you could just use like a data availability and, you know, option proving mechanism and snarks, plong, anything that you could run. I think a very cool in, uh, implementation that anyone can benefit, you know, which I'll be happy to share the link. Uh, tomorrow for sure uh, would be our open source code on the you know uh, migration from Merkle trees to you know the zk based proving logic uh, for just validating transactions because we don't have an infrastructure right we are just on polygon main chain so we just took what how standard encryption works you know uh, prove something here client said you know uh, protection of data server said protection of data and that's it interesting very interesting um I was uh, one of the things that is sort of the let's, uh, we can sort of change gears from less uh, less you know high science to a little more logistics uh, is um, the zero knowledge proofs are you know even even amongst people that are experts in in you know math and cryptography they'll refer to them as I've seen a, a magical moon math and that they're they're you know it can be so complex it seems like magic uh, just like logistically uh, and uh, I'll throw this over to you Tatiana first. Uh, just like logistically, what are the 
what are the considerations that a company would have to need if they are think if they're considering including zero knowledge proofs in their tech stack as far as like you know outside support or inside hiring for you know this very niche subject well i think in today's development of any it product it's a lot of like Lego playing with existing ready-made solution. You're never throwing yourself into developing everything in-house. But I guess in the solution like Anapant has where it's like privacy in the core of the products is their know-how. In our case, we're trying to look for uh, something that is ready-made, but unfortunately it's not that mature in the space of the identity management and data management. So. In this case, it's just necessity when you have a very particular like data flow and very particular architecture of the information that you're working, you need to tune it for your personal needs. And I guess it's coming back to the previous question, right? Like which encryption techniques are the best? It all depends on the construction of the process that you have, like how the data writing in the system is happening and what kind of data extraction we need, because in the end of the day, if we want to compete with the previous generation of solutions and say that we're better, more transparent, more reliable, then the efficiency on the customer side, efficiency on the user side should stay the same. So I guess like I already hope we're going to see a lot of next generation third-party application that we can incorporate, but it's not there yet on the market. Very cool. Very cool. Or so, or perhaps, you know, especially for blockchain specific applications, like Anupam mentioned, having it in somewhere in your, you know, it, it, even if it's just a, you know, a layer two, or even you could maybe call this a layer 2.5, uh, just having an, an encryption layer, you're able to add so much value without having to add so much um, uh, engineering headache. Um, and uh, I, this question I'd like to sort of throw over to Esther. Uh, the, something that Tatiana mentioned was how, you know, and, and I saw you nodding that like the importance of this in your data flow is like very, very key. Uh, so I'm wondering if you, if you would agree with the sentiment that adding something at, like this is a decision that you have to make, like before you start archi the architecture on the rest of your system, because otherwise you might have to completely, you know, throw everything out and start from scratch. Great question. Um, I think it's harder always to retrofit. <laughs> um, I think that's you know much harder to retrofit around existing systems. Um, but my sort of broader point is, I think that people need to start. Well, businesses certainly, you know, enterprise and onwards need to start to think about um, their tech stack uh, in a much more emerging tech way, um, in a much more Web three enabled way across the board. Um, it's not just about um, you know throwing in zk for the sake of it or putting things on chain for the sake of it um it's about looking we, we had all of this back in in 2021 and you know 20 with the nft hype cycle it's going not everybody needs <laughs> everything um all at once it, it for me always it, it's kind of tech is the enabler of the problem that you're setting out to solve um not an end in itself and um, so i think there's always a race to kind of like oh you know the, it's the next new thing but my fundamentally most people um it's about going like What's the end user, like what's the point of it um, before you start building it into, you know, into the stack up front. And I think my my, my always uh, critique of an industry that I love, you know, which is Web3 is going like, we really need to stop building the back end 
is the front end because it isn't. <laughs> um, so, and I, and I think, you know, ultimately I don't come on a call uh, with someone and say, uh, my website is hosted on AWS and, you know, go into sort of the tech stack behind it. I don't do that. Um, we do that in Web3 and we need to stop doing that because most people just want something that works. And when it comes to um, why ZK and things like FHG are important, it's about privacy, identity, security, trust. Um, you know, and I think it's about remembering that the fundamentals of this technology is for why it's beneficial um, to the end user and to the business, um, rather than obsessing about the tech stack itself. That's a very good point. And as someone on the investing side, I feel just a, a little bit guilty for people feeling it necessary to throw in every, you know, little <laughs> buzzword part of their tech stack. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can imagine at around this point last year, we were hearing uh, all of a sudden a lot of, you know, companies had an AI portion of it. Um, and uh, sort of, I guess, uh, tangential to to the last two questions, uh, Anupam, if you had mentioned how sort of like this isn't, this, this isn't necessarily like, you know, to the point where it's like Legos, where you can just pop out your Merkle tree and pop in your ZK proof. Do you think that we'll that, you know, at least outside of, uh, you know, a blockchain environment, do you think that this will that this technology will be brought to a point where we will be able to do that, just sort of put that into the data flow at any point? Or do you think that we're not there yet? See, I, I'll tell you a simple example. So GitHub, you know, the entire code runs on the Merkle trees, the entire commit branch mm -hmm. and everything that you see. So you as an end user don't really feel, you know, that what's happening behind it. But you know, every commit is like real, who did it, pull request and everything else. Ethereum uh, has something called as Merkle tree. Which is again, it's a fantastic way of you know uh, proving. Let's say because I did a hackathon with uh, Truffle's colleagues, uh, we created like a proof of reserve just after the FTX uh, incident. You know that proof of reserve of a centralized exchange to be proven with uh, Oracle proofs. So if you decide like you know if you're a company like FTX and if you really want you know that kind of fairness, just to back you know Esther's point again on fairness and trust, you could institute a lot of you know these. Uh, existing uh, cryptography uh, you know tools to just prove fairness but on the other side when you talk about your know, plug and play logo uh, legos i mean i also saw like a few other companies um, who are giving this kind of you know like a managed uh, zk snark almost on ethereum which lets you know validate like uh, validator ring signatures so by doing that you know they are bringing a lot of applications to other infra projects you know so like I said, right, like right now there's a race going on in uh, infra. I'm sure you saw with roll-up as a service, you know, that came out. So now it's all about modularity of, you know, how do we take this, you know, ZK proving logic and improve this kind of UX, you know, whether if it's like about um, DeFi, you know, or any other blockchain applications. And same goes with the real world applications, you know, but if you are in web 2.5, like we at Truffles are, it's very hard to say that, you know, what's decentralized and what's not decentralized because you're also limited to a certain scope with regulations. But if you're a full Web3 application, then good news is all these things like modularity is like coming very soon. Like a lot of projects are working on that. I mean, I saw a recent project called succinct.xyz. They have like really good, you know, uh, modular services for ZK, any applications could use on like EVM supported chains almost. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, this is a, you know, this is a technology that's, you know, it, it's still, 
at the at the edges where people are developing new things, there's some very interesting things coming out. I'm starting to see people, you know, wrapping ZK Starks in Snarks and then wrapping those in ZK Starks. I'm starting to see people uh, doing some very interesting parts where they're able to break up a ZKP into many pieces and have it computed, distributed. Uh, yeah. And, uh, ra uh, not wrapping. Uh, folding is, is beginning. A terrific uh, something called as folding liquidity as well in Awe Bull. Someone created that. <laughs> That's very cool. That's very cool. So I was wondering, seeing you know, and this is and this I'd like to go around to everybody, uh, seeing you know what we're what we're seeing with the with the development and the speed of this technology and how quickly it's being applied to a lot of different places. What are you What are you seeing as sort of the the most obvious user side change people are going to notice? Is it that they're going to have to uh, have and maintain a zero knowledge proof, you know, I uh, like a, 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 what do they call it, self sovereign identity, or are is it going to basically stay looking like a, uh, a you know single sign on or a mo or a social sign on? And uh, let's start with uh, Esther, if we if we please. I, I can only talk specifically, you know, about our project um, with any uh, with any depth, but for us, it was looking at um, the ability for a person. Um, to be able to verify immediately at the point of emergency um, their absolute um, healthcare medical requirements. Um, again, you know, back to, back to my point is like, I don't care whether people know it's a ZK thing or not. I care that it works um, at the point where they need it most. Um, and I think that's the, I think the bigger challenge will be around um, adoption. Exactly what um, Anupam was saying, we're looking at centralised healthcare data um, and taking that into, kind of putting that into patients' hands. Uh, with the ability for them to then access it at the point where they need it you know it, it's a it's not the technology that's complex um in that dynamic it, it's the user adoption how you actually how you actually scale that very good point which, which is uh which is why I, I was going to uh uh add on to that it's just that like a, a a use case such as such as your own is go is likely to be like where we see the the first biggest adoption of this because you don't have to worry so much about something like, you know, sing, uh, uh, single point sign on, uh, you know, because of the, the user, uh, uh, the, ease, the, the, the ease of the user journey, because it's more important than signing into Facebook that, that you know, is sharing health data across, uh, across the globe. Um, Tatiana, what, what are you seeing as like the, uh, as like the kind of social benefits? Where, where is our, you know, someone who's never even heard of ZK Proofs, where, where do you think we the, that person who uh, who's not familiar with this, not a Web3 person, will first, uh, you know, either use or see their identity used or see something used in a ZK proof? Well, we do hear a lot about these examples with like proving something about your identity without disclosing it, or uh, like an SR case, like proving your medical data without it's disclosing it. I think that's going to be definitely on the front line. And we see a lot of ZK QSC applications because, again, it's one of the places where speeding up things it makes a lot of sense and will drive businesses forward. But I'm less optimistic about like the way how fast it's going in terms of all the uh, stack of social networks, all the stack of the like, social applications. We're not going to see like signing with Google going away, but we see signing without leaving the trace of your Google token, which is already implemented in the SUI network. Uh, so that's 
uh, how I'm going to look for users, like slightly less comfortable than it used to be, a little bit of self-custody, but not like when we have in Web3, they don't have to have a wallet or understand the ZK. So that's going to be next, next slight shift and change in the market. Very cool. Very cool. And Autopom, where, 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 where are you seeing the uh, similar, a similar thing? Like, where are you seeing what, what, you know, the average person's first interaction with a, a, a ZKP enabled system? I think purely financial, like if you talk about on-chain stuff, like bridges will get faster, the transactions become, you know, cheaper. I mean, infra side, I'm like very optimistic, you know, that if infra of ZK, you know, even, uh, Things like you know intents, you know, which require like primarily solvers, which are like purely centralized right now. Um, those things will become you know even better. And uh, by doing so, I think you know user experience will increase. But just to back you know Tatiana, Esther, you were touching like real points about proving. I think that's more like the application layer, you know, where uh, as the infra matures, you know, we'll be seeing like more and more accessibility on the app because people are still figuring it, figuring out. I I feel like you know that you know. How do I prove this? You know, how do I encrypt this? And sometimes it's not really ZK that you need. And, uh, you know, you may, might have to think in a very different way, right? If you are just trying to like plug and play uh, Lego and stuff like that. So when the infrastructure becomes more accessible, like today, um, you know, rollups are so accessible. I feel like, you know, the applications will also become more and more application and more modular. So I, I, I saw uh, in one hackathon, I saw a social network exactly uh, which was like linkedin but anonymous and which also had like you know you could uh, like like a core element to it it was really cool so these guys were in a hackathon and they have this unique you know user uh, experience of single sign on so where uh, without uh, uh, email or you know without the password getting stored on any server they were able to authenticate you directly using your phone as a light client almost let's say for each user so that's like really you know cool application but the only other side you know it's like what do you do about it? You know, it's a social network that's never going to become the next Facebook, but it's a really cool way of, you know, saying that you are in a social network with like ZK based verified credential that, yeah, I'm actually on LinkedIn. I'm a real person, you know, and I'm here in the social network and the company doesn't know about my entity either. It doesn't know my email address, password, nothing. So that's, that's, I think like, you know, it's a fantastic consumer way. Yep. It's very, it's cross a very interesting cross chain, cross chain stuff. I'm like very optimistic about. Mm. Um, we only cross it. Very, very. Like real very, world, we're coming there, but might maybe need some time. The industry needs some time you know, to have like real mm -hmm. world. Very true, and and uh, definitely a good uh, uh, another great application for uh, zero knowledge proof technology would be cross chain operations. It seems almost made for it, you know. Made for wow. it, exactly. Exactly. Well, it's always uh, there. No one saw it. True. Yep. Yep. Very true. Um, well, uh, we are coming up on time, so I wanted to. Uh, Thank you all for uh, for joining us and let and letting me talk about one of my favorite subjects to nerd out on. Thank you all. And uh, up next on this stage, we will have Powering the Next Gaming Giant, hosted by our own uh, Jake Craven, head of product at Knights of Degen. And uh, you know anyone can uh, reach out and uh, and uh, you know come in contact with uh, with with uh, one of our zk. Uh, uh, portfolio companies. Uh, so thank you so much and uh, we'll be right back.
This has been a Red Beard Ventures production.